Just something we sort of mentioned before doing the podcast was the top four and whether there's a new sort of... Um, we used to have the big six, so-called big six, and before that, you know, top four. Uh, so we've all picked City, United, uh, Chelsea and Liverpool in our top fours, you know, in a different order, admittedly, but none of us have gone for, say, an Arsenal or a Spurs or a Leicester or anybody else in our top fours. Um, do, do you think that this could be like a, a pattern for seasons to come? Yeah, um, like you look, the the two traditional ones that were always in or around there were, were our, well, obviously Arsenal were in it for, for so many years as a, a huge club and, and Spurs sort of joined for about the last 10 years. Um, neither of them, I'd say, are gaining ground on, on the top four. The only one that I'd say could potentially be in the mix because they have been for the last few years is Leicester and you know they have got a I hate to admit it but Brendan Rodgers has done absolute wonders at the club they've got um, an, an amazing scouting system there the, the players that they bring in I think the two that they brought in over the summer look great buys for, for what they spent on them I'm, I'm amazed um, other bigger clubs didn't have a look at those players um, so I, I'd solidly have them down as fifth but there's, there's easily, they're the one that could still break into the top four of, of any other club. Mm. Would you reckon, Ollie, if you... Um, well, I, to be honest, in terms of Arsenal, I think they're... they're well, they're, I think they've fallen well off as we've seen... I can't remember the last time they were in the Champions League. Maybe it was closer than I remember it being, but they're, they're just... They're a bit, I, feel, I see them as a bit of a... Almost a bit of a shambles, to be honest. Um I don't think I don't think it's set in stone for a while because you know Chelsea are always liable to have a random season where they finish like seventh just for fun, you know, where they fire a couple of managers and stuff. And I do think, like, I do agree with Rich on Leicester. Um, they do impressive stuff, and I do think Spurs. I quite like Nuno. I don't think that. I mean, obviously, you know, if they're going to sell Kane. Um, I don't think they're uh, they're going to be contenders this year, but I could see them getting it right um, going forward with the stadium and. So they do. Sit, I mean, they obviously are selling Kane, but the rumours are they're bringing in Martinez um, from Inter Milan. That's a pretty good replacement, to be fair. And uh, Romero, they signed Romero the other day. I think he's a decent player. I think Spurs generally do okay recruitment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I, I think I could see them potentially, you know, in a year or two's time competing again. But for, certainly for this season, I think the top four is going to be fairly clear. Yeah. The one thing I'd say in regards to both Spurs and Arsenal, how many of those first team players for Spurs and Arsenal would get in the top four teams now? There's not many. Mm. You'd have what's with Kane leaving, then you'd have what Son from Spurs. Hugo Lloris has a shout of getting into most of them. Yeah. I'd say. Really? No, I don't think so. I'd agree with Rich. I'm just trying to remember Spurs players now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I mean, agree. I, Arsenal, uh, I couldn't see anybody from Arsenal. Saka and Tierney, potentially. Potentially. But, you know, I'd have Luke Shaw over Tierney. I know a lot of Arsenal fans will probably rage at that. It might be my uh, my uh, solid midfielder liking, but uh, I think Granit Xhaka's a really solid midfielder who I think would, would fit into some of the top sides. Well... Here you go. I'm throwing the controversy <laughs> out here today. If we're going for personal favourites, Ollie Skip's going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But I think that sort of shows the how far those two clubs have, have sunk of late. I do think Ben White's a very good signing for Arsenal, though. I, I think that he will. I, I, you know, fifty million. I know it's a lot of money, but he's someone who could really um, become a very good defender. I think that was a like I know United a couple of years ago spent eighty million on Maguire, but fifty million on Ben White in this in the current climate was mental. I did, and Spurs. I guess Spurs. I've said. Chelsea are liable to do random things. Spurs did decide to appoint Jose Mourinho as manager um, of a squad that <laughs> was uh, the most un-Mourinho squad ever, I think, um, uh, only two years ago. So I, uh, they're always liable to do some stupid shit as well, aren't they? I think that was, as well with Spurs, as, like it was well documented over the summer that Nuno wasn't their first choice, that they basically were throwing the managerial position open to virtually any manager in Europe and they ended up with what, about the fifth or sixth choice? So I don't think that's a great thing for him to, to be starting his, his job with. Yeah, no, I do I do agree. Although I do think Nuno is a good manager. Um, I think he'll get him pretty solid, solidly set up. I, I like Nuno, I think, yeah. I, I, I think he's, you know, there was a lot of um, naysayers when he got that Spurs job and I do think he's done enough in his time at Wolves to deserve another shot at a decent Premier League club. Perhaps, you know, he's done a little bit better than we thought he would. You know, maybe that's because of some of those that rejected the job. But, you know, uh, I, th- I think he's, yeah, he's done enough to, um, yeah, to earn that right, I suppose. Um, My well. only issue with him is, is that last season at Wolves, they really just look, look like they've given up a lot of the squad. I know, I know they obviously had to, a couple of very vital injuries at the start of the season, but it's like they took the the foot off the gas for the season. Yeah, it's always it's, that would obviously is obviously the concern, but it's almost like I kind of I kind of see it as was it injuries was it kind of almost just the natural end of that team's I guess cycle kind of thing. You know, they'd had what, three or four pretty successful years, um, and it's sort of been you know with the with the you know COVID stuff going on. I wonder if it just all caught up to them at once. Or you know, if it was something that was a bit, a bit more serious, I guess we'll find out in the yeah. in, in the next twelve to eighteen months or so. If it spares, yeah, it, it, yeah, it should be a, a worry for me with a manager that it's like, why is that squad not motivated anymore? What mm. what's you know, as a as a manager that that's his job. What 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 went wrong there? Okay, well we've sort of danced around it, talked about some of the clubs behind. So, um, what, uh, uh, Ollie, do you want to start us off this time? Um, say you're what five to ten. Cool. Um, so I've got uh, Spurs fifth, Leicester sixth, uh, Villa seventh, Arsenal eighth, Everton ninth, which I already hate, and Brighton tenth. Okay. Uh, do you want to give us yours, Rich? Yeah, pretty. Most of the clubs uh, are, are similar, just in a different order. Um, Leicester fifth. I've got Villa sixth. I like what they've been doing over the summer. I know they obviously lost Grealish, but I think they've replaced him very well. Um, Arsenal seventh, Spurs eighth, Everton ninth, and I've got Leeds tenth. Okay. Um, so my 
sort of weird one. I've gone Arsenal fifth. I, I think that the lack of Europe will help them out. Um, I've gone Leicester in sixth, Villa seventh, Everton eighth, Spurs ninth and Leeds tenth. Um, I, I, I want to talk about Villa a bit. We've not mentioned them really, but um, you're right. You know what they've done to replace Grealish. I thought I thought that. Uh, I don't know if anyone else watched that statement the chairman made. It was like a five minute thing on Twitter, but um, you know, explaining the situation to the fans and saying that they've done their best to replace him. Um, I thought that was such a classy thing for them to do. Yeah, I, I don't think they're done in the transfer market either. It's, uh, they keep sniffing around Ward Prowse. Um, if they get him, I think that'll be a a great move. Um, and. Yeah, they, they stole obviously um, your lad Ollie. Yeah, I think, that was, that, I think they, that was a great buy. They've, they've done, they've done, they've done really. I agree, they've done really good work. Um, the it, sort of Ings out, almost out of nowhere the other day was. I think that was a really good signing, just because they have literally nobody behind Watkins up front. And also, I, I, I've seen people saying, "How do you plan to get a Watkins can play out wide?" He did quite a bit for Brentford, um, as and when needed. Um, and yeah, like you say, they don't seem to be done either. They've got, they seem to, well, they've got mega rich owners now, haven't they, Villa? Um, and they seem to be very ambitious in who they're going after. Mm. Well, they, they, they've got uh, Ashley Young as well returning to the club after a while. He's, he's picked up some valuable experience. And um, Axel Twanzebe, who was who was there when they went up, to, you know, when they were um, when they came up to the Premier League, he was he was first choice for them in Championship. So yeah, they've got a really solid squad and. Like so I think we all like what he was doing. Yeah, I, I think they're a solid six for me. Um, the one that I put in the top ten, which I've, Ollie also mentioned as a bit of a, oh, I don't really know why I've put them in there now, uh, <laughs> is Everton. And I worry a bit for them. It's like they, they sort of always get around that top ten spot, but <laughs> I could easily see them being a lot lower. Are you a Benitez fan or...? Benitez fans, or so I, I agree with, with Rich. I kind of I kind of flip down just because like they they seem to finish every year like ninth, don't they? They kind of <laughs> they're just there. Um, but no, I I I'm not a fan of the Benitez appointment. I I think five years ago, yeah, brilliant. Um, but I don't I think it. Um, obviously he's been to China since then. Don't know what's gone on there. It seems like it's also just weird that they appointed. A guy, you know, the old old Liverpool manager that half the fan base seems to vehemently hate already. And, you know, mm-hmm. Everton fans end up hating their managers after five games anyway. So, like, giving them a head start is like, <laughs> is quite bad. And then, then they just made some almost some some weird pickups, didn't they? As well, um, Begovic, Andros Townsend, who's the other one? Damari Gray, I think. Right. It was. And it's just yeah. like oh, well, they're not doing anything. They're they're just you know, they're, I'd I'd be pretty disappointed if we picked up as a bit bigger pitch and we're going to probably finish bottom of the league. <laughs> uh, yeah, they just, they just doesn't seem to be any sort of plan there, I guess, with Everton. Is what, is what, and, what. and they've got a lot of issues, sort of like, they've got players as well that were were happy when the, the you know, they were very much invested in the previous managers being there. Um, the likes of James Rodriguez. Mm. Or, as yeah. Well, said, you know, he wants out. Um, I can't see Richarlison staying much longer. He, he's too big for the club now. Um, and then you've obviously got the um, the issues that hap- uh, came out in the press last weekend, which 
you know, probably best not to mention the the name of them on the podcast, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah that's going to be playing on the the players' minds. That's what that's what, kind of almost what I mean in terms of like there just doesn't seem to be any sort of plan. It's like you've got they seem to just go from manager to manager. So they they have got a director of football in place, but he doesn't seem to do director of football stuff. You know, like he wasn't he didn't seem to be the one appointing the manager this time round. Seemed to be the the owner, and then they just whenever they change manager, you know, they bring in six different players, but they've got you know five from the old regime there. You know, they still got Fabian Delph there, they had Walcott there. You know, when Allardyce was you know bringing in his lot. Um, you know, and like Shanktons. you say, they've got Shanktons, yeah, exactly. Um, they've got, and then they've got like, you know, like you say, then they've got players that Angelotti brought in who, you know, will, don't want to be there. You know, Hamez has already said they can't see Richardson sticking around a lot longer. And now, you know, Benitez is going to bring in who he wants. Oh. It's just, they're just in this constant cycle of, yeah. Do, do you think there's like mitigating circumstances though? Obviously, you can't foresee Ancelotti, you know, Real Madrid going in for your manager and, you know, what what you can hardly make him stay. It's not really a you know a viable option. Um, and uh, obviously, Calvert Lewin's really developing. He's he's a I think he'll have a bit of loyalty to the club. And Tom Davis looks like a bright player. And in defence, you know, Godfrey, Holgate, a few others. Pickford, well, Pickford. Uh, I was going to say on his day he's a great goalkeeper, but when it's not his day, he's, he's not so good. Um, Try to be I devil's guess, advocate a little bit. I guess I guess that's why I've got a ninth. Is just that they do generally have they do have some decent players, and they you know they they do all right, don't they? Um, but I just it's just I do, you know you compare them to Leicester, and you can see with Leicester what the you know what the plan is in terms of recruitment and style of play and stuff. And I just I just don't see that with Everton at all. You look at the amount of money um, Everton has spent in the last five years, and they you know I think they're in the top five for the money spent, but like, what's come of it? Are, are they yeah. a better side now than they were five years ago? Are they challenging as a result of all this money spent? Not really. It's a lot of wasted money you've gone in that club. Mm. Um, and Spurs, obviously, we've, we've discussed Kane previously, potentially Lautaro Martinez coming in, as as, as Ollie mentioned. Um, Brian Gill's come in. Uh, Lamela's gone the other way as part of the deal. Um, and yeah, and Santos the manager, so it's you know it's, it's going to be a very different side to what we saw before. It's, it's uh, for me, it was it was very hard to place them. I, I'm not sure what to make of them and where they're going. I don't know. Yeah, um, the latest I I saw this afternoon, I think it was Romano, who's usually the the go-to for the transfers nowadays on Twitter, and it it sounded like he was saying with. Um, Martinez, that although Inter were happy to accept Spurs' bid, that Martinez basically doesn't fancy coming to Spurs. Mm. Um, so they, they've probably got some convincing to do there. Um, but that was like a lot of the, the managers didn't really want to go to Spurs. So you've got to wonder what's, what's the problem at Spurs that's not attracting uh, managers and players at the moment. Well, if you're a 25-year-old player or however old he is, you know, and you get a few offers from a few different clubs, I, well, I wouldn't join Spurs tomorrow if I had a choice of them or a few other clubs, say, you know, both Premier League and um, and European-wise. You know, if you had the same money offer on the table, I don't think they'd be top of your list, would they? It's not like, uh, you know, London's a, a decent place to, to go and live. Uh, and the Premier League, 
wage bill wise, you know, you're probably going to get more in the Premier League than you are most other places apart from PSG or the, the two big Spanish clubs, although Barcelona aren't going to be paying much in wages at the moment. Um, they're still not, surely not a, a bad option. They were in the Champions League final a couple of years ago. Mm. But there's obviously some long way. Mm. I'm not sure. I just see things going badly for Spurs and them going downhill. And uh, yeah, for me, it would be a, a, a mistake signing for them. But obviously, obviously, the Spurs fans listening won't like me saying that. But um, I'm just, yeah, I really worry for their future. Obviously, they've, they've invested a lot of money into this stadium, which obviously not been myself, but from everything I've heard, it's absolutely fantastic. And uh, you know, I just, I'm just not sure they've got the players or. Uh, or much of an academy, to be honest. I mean, you know, you look at, say, Everton and Leicester and they're always bringing three players and I'm just not sure about that with Spurs. I just don't think they've they ever got over the Champions League final. Mm. They, they've just not looked the same team since that game. Mm. Did, am I right in saying you put Spurs fifth, Ollie? Yeah, I did. Um, it's more. It's more for me... I guess I see them, Leicester and Villa are all fairly similar. I can see them interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Leicester losing Fafana to that injury the other day was probably knocked them just below Spurs for me because that's quite a big injury for them. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not. It's not that I'm particularly high on Spurs. It's just that I, I, you know, got to put them somewhere. In. The, the other thing that came into my thinking was um, Leicester in the Europa League, and I think. I think that'll be something that they take seriously. They tend to take the cup, you know, they seem to want to be getting these memories for the fans. And, you know, Community Shield was massive for them yesterday and winning, you know, winning the FA Cup. I I think they'll take the Europa League very seriously. And my concern with Tottenham is um, uh, they're in this new UEFA Conference League, which, yes, on paper, it's easier teams and all that. But there's a lot of countries involved and a lot of, you know, uh, it's at most long trips all across Europe. And uh, I think it could be more grueling a campaign as than the Europa League, personally. So I think I think that could be a real issue for them. They're probably going to be playing at some of these some pitches that the the players are going to get injuries from. Mm. Uh, it's going to be like proper Sunday League teams. Did you see that one of the ones that was playing um, last week in like one of the the first qualifiers for it, and the back of the shirts they didn't even have the numbers on it and they've been scribbled on with pen. That's proper excellent. That is good stuff. <laughs> you had um, Arsenal fifth, didn't you, Anthony? Was it, what was I it? did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the lack of Europe, I, I do think that there is some positivity. I think, uh, I think Maitland-Niles and um, the other attacking midfielder, um, Smith-Rowe, Saka, and I think Ben White will come in and make a difference. I, I, I've got positive vibes about Arsenal. I know that's not a lot to go off, but yeah, I, I, I think that not playing in Europe will help them. I think, yeah, I think I think they'll have a decent season. That's sort of a bit of a surprise in my predictions, if you like. Um, yeah. Yes, but one thing that is going against Leicester is the the Thursday night football. Um, you know, they don't have perhaps a big as a bigger squad as um, mm. some of the other clubs uh, it could come and um, the you know, injuries like they had the other night um, that could stretch them over the course of a season mm-hmm. um, so again yeah, but I think um, 
as long as they they stay fresh and relatively injury free, I I, I think Leicester are nailed on for fifth myself. Okay, fair enough. Um, so we've all sort of picked the same bunch of teams mostly. Uh, I think. Um, Tenth place, uh, I, I've put Leeds. I think one of you put Leeds, and the other put Brighton. Yeah, I've I've gone Leeds tenth, but eleventh um, is, is Brighton for me. Same here. Yeah, same. So both, you know, gone sorry, Ali. I oh, know. I was just gonna say I got Brighton tenth. I had Leeds thirteenth. Just that I don't think they've really done any business that's made beats up and and think so far. Um, maybe that'll change. But I kind mm. of. I kind of almost see. I kind of. I'm not sure their squad is as good as they ended up last season finishing. I could see that. I don't think they'll catch up to the point where they go down, as in like a Sheffield United did that time. Uh, obviously, Sheffield United last year. Um, I do think there could be a bit of a drop off for them. Okay. No, I, I can I can see what you're saying. Um, you know, sort of a second season, and they haven't. They brought in Junior Firpo, the Barca left back. But apart from that, you know, he's the backup left back there. But yeah, apart from that, not a lot. But. For me, um, they're a club with the fans coming back and Leeds being back in the Premier League after all this time and all that. I think, I think they'll be quite fired up from that, and I think that's what will get them sort of that mid-table rather than drop off. Personally, yeah, they're definitely um, one that the the stadium will be rocking from. Um, one that none of us have mentioned yet, but obviously had a, a, an amazing season last year. So I presume we've all got them as having not quite as good a season, is West Ham. Yeah, I've got them 11th, personally. Mm. I've, I've got them 14th. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've put them 14th, I think. I, I don't think they'll be in the relegation fight. I think they'll be in that sort of cluster of teams. But, yeah, I uh, I think I think Europe and... Yeah, I think playing in Europe and um, and the fans being back... Um, I don't think that'll help them as much as other teams, as we've sort of alluded to before. But also, uh, Jesse Lingard not being... Uh, well, I'm making an assumption that he doesn't go back to West Ham, but uh, I think he'll be a massive loss to them. If West Ham are looking like they're heading up for 14th, then you've got to presume that Moyes would be sacked. I suppose it depends on how they're doing the Cups and Europe. I, 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 can, see, I can see him, you know, sort of prioritising the Cups a little bit. Personally, yeah, I guess my my kind of regression for them is well, it's eleventh. I mean, I still think it'd be a half decent season. Um, yeah. It's more about the just I don't think the squad can handle the Thursday nights. I mean, this is presuming they obviously quali- make it through qualifying and stuff. Um, mm. <laughs> I guess they didn't before. <laughs> much to, much yeah, to the fans' have, annoyance. It, it has been a thing for them when they have got into like Europa in the in the past that. They pretty much bottled it at the first hurdle, haven't they? Yeah. I think they might just uh, pull a sickie again. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it could happen with the... I mean, again, they're another one that haven't really done much business yet. Like you said, Lingard's obviously not there anymore. Um, I know a couple of West Ham fans who are my mate, who are mates and stuff. And I mean, they're always quite pessimistic because, you know, they're West Ham fans. Um, but they, they do seem to have not really done much so far. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, I kind of, I kind of just think... Yeah, revert to mid-table well that concludes our predictions for the season I'm sure I'm sure by September we'll all be uh, changing our minds um, but yeah but yeah thanks for joining us for the show um, hope you've enjoyed it you can follow us on Twitter Facebook and Instagram just search for Goals Aloud podcast um, yeah thanks for, thanks for joining us uh, it's goodbye from myself from Richard Hudson and from Ollie